Here we go. We are privileged to have with us tonight a very accomplished former collegiate tennis player at Baylor University, who was also coached at Baylor, and now is in her first year as a volunteer assistant coach at Old Miss. Please welcome to the pod, Blair Shankel. Blair, thank you for taking time out today and discussing your tennis journey with us. Thanks for inviting me to join. So, obviously, you're relatively new at Old Miss in Oxford, Mississippi. Tell us uh, a couple things that really stood out when you first got up there. Yeah, um, never had been to Ole Miss or, you know, thought about Oxford or anything like that. But when I saw the program and met Mark and everything, I really thought it would be a good place for me. So I asked, you know, a few coaches that I trust, and they're like, oh, it's a great place. Oxford's an awesome city, and, you know, they were 100% right. I've really enjoyed trying to get around Oxford, even though I'm still using GPS for everything, even though it is a small city. Right. <laughs> but it's a, it's a really cool town, you know, a lot of school spirit, um, great people. The food is great, which I really enjoy, and, you know, a lot of local restaurants. And, and the university itself, it's just, it's a gorgeous university. I'm very impressed. Like, I was at Baylor, and I really think that's a gorgeous university, and I still do. But, you know, Ole Miss, is, it's just a little different. Like, the trees and the grass here, it's... It's amazing. Like, you feel it's so lush and, and beautiful. Like, the humidity will kill you a little bit, but, you know, when you see all the, you know, green grass and everything else, you kind of can stand it. You know, you were down at Waco, too. You felt plenty of heat down there, too, so. Oh, for sure. The heat has been no problem. Um, the humidity, it's still humid in Texas, so for me, it's not that big of a deal. The girls are always asking, like, how are you doing with the humidity? How are you doing with the humidity? Like, when I'm hitting with them. Right. I'm like, I'm just sweating a little more, but other than that, I'm good. <laughs> Right, and you're out of Big but, 12 country, now you're in SEC country, so. I know, it's crazy. I'm, I'm having to learn, you know, all the, I know all the schools in there, but I'm having to learn a little more about the schools and, you know, who's in them and all the players, so it's it's been fun. It, it'll be a challenge, but it'll be, it'll be a lot of fun. That's awesome. So, as we do with, uh, typically with all our guests on, kind of walk us through your tennis journey, how you got started playing, the age, and go through, you know, a little bit of your family and a little bit about your, um junior career and then we'll kind of go into the recruiting process yeah sure um i started off i guess when i was four my whole family's pretty athletic you know uh brother and my dad played uh double a pro baseball and you know my other brother played football and so you know we were always doing something whether it be uh, my sister and i whether it be basketball uh you know baseball or t-ball at the time so uh, soccer whatever it is so my mom wanted to enroll us in like a like a morning program when we were younger just to kind of get us out of the house and let her run a few errands without having two little girls, you know, nagging her the whole time. So she found a spot and we got into this little group. I guess I met for about, I don't know, probably two hours or so. And half of it was with tennis. And I really started to like it. And so I asked my parents, I was like, can I continue with this and do like group lessons or whatever? And they're like, yeah, of course. And so that's kind of how it all started for me in Lubbock, Texas. Um, you know, I played all all the sports. I loved basketball, um, enjoyed softball a lot. But I guess around age 12, I pretty much just decided I, I want to do tennis. This was my passion. And so kind of just focused on tennis from, you know, that point forward. And with all of the travel, even though I was, you know, just getting into it, like, when I was eight or so, but I had to start homeschooling really young, because just missing, you know, weekends, like, Monday and Friday, 
Right. They were already threatening to, not threatening, but the school system was like, you can't miss this many days. And I was like, I'm, I'm just missing like one or two days. Like, it's not a big deal. And, you know, my grades are still great. You know, I got up straight A's, but it was just the system in Texas that we were in at the time. And, and I don't know if it's changed or not, but it kind of forced me to look at different options uh, for schooling. So I decided to go ahead and homeschool, I guess, in third grade, which seems extreme. But at the time, like, I was you know, traveling like super champs or whatever in Texas and missing maybe four days a month or, or, or maybe a couple more, but already having the pressure of missing school. Right. So my parents just, you know, we just decided that that was kind of the best course of action. And I went and saw a tutor and everything was great, but you know, it was a different experience for sure. Was it just you who went to um, the tutor's house or were there other couple kids who were doing similar, whether it be tennis or another sport or whatnot? So it was me and my sister like uh, during our time so you kind of have block time so we went I think it was in the morning like for four hours and we were you know doing elementary work obviously and then she had two older kids that were in high school so she would kind of have them come in you know after lunch and so you know we would see those kids but it was mainly just me and Bryce and my sister Got it. and uh, we just kind of knocked out our work she was a grade below me but I mean we were working on relatively you know I mean similar things obviously but just at different levels and so we did that and you know then was just able to do whatever we needed to do and it, it was it was a good system it was, it was different but it was good and then you went back I found this interesting when we were talking in, in preparation mm-hmm. you went back to regular high school your junior and senior year to kind of get acclimated you know obviously when you'd be going to a university yeah I did when I when I knew um, I wanted to go to college I told my parents and I was like because we moved to Dallas I guess, uh, yeah, that that upcoming year was going to be my junior year, and we moved to Dallas that year. And so I told him, I was like, I'm I'm going to college. I know that I want to try and, you know, get acclimated into, you know, a regular school setting again, you know, being around teachers and having to kind of, you know, learn that way where it's not just me one-on-one. You know, it's me with 15 or 20 other people. So I found a private school in Dallas that allowed me to – basically miss as much as I needed or wanted to as long as I kept up with my my grades and my schoolwork and everything and um and I did um I, I didn't have any problem because I got a year ahead in homeschool so I was actually able to split up my my senior year like semi split it up so I didn't have to take as many courses and still graduate on time for me so it worked out really well no that's great and the, and the decision to do that I mean obviously it would be a eye-opening to go from a one-on-one to you know a major university and you could possibly in some of those general classes you could have a couple hundred kids in a class so that was a when we talked about that I thought that was a really good idea and obviously it worked out for you it was a smoother transition Um, yes about your junior career obviously you had you you know when people would do research on you you'd have a very good junior career you did note um, one very interesting fact when you were 14 um, you want to talk about that a little bit? <laughs> yeah, I can. Um, so I guess when I was 14, I was playing you know, a lot of the Texas tournaments and, and doing well in those and you know, was doing uh, the national opens, national tournaments, and so on. And, <clears throat> sorry, I didn't even know myself, but my dad, you know, he looked and he was, he has like the best memory ever. He can tell me till this day. Like, you, at 12 years old, you played this girl at this time, and it was this, you know, score and all of that. So he liked the statistics. He liked the numbers, you know, somewhat. 
So I told him one day, he's like, Blair, you're four, you're number one in 14s, 16s, and 18s in Texas. And I was like, you, I was like, there's no way. Like, I haven't <laughs> played a 14, you know, I haven't played a tournament, 14 tournament in a while. He's like, I don't know. But that that's actually what, what it happened. And so it was a pretty, I, I find it a pretty interesting um, fact. I oh, guess. yeah, that's awesome. Really, really, really cool. You don't see that a lot. So that was pretty awesome. So, obviously, with your accomplished junior career, you're getting recruited by a lot of, you know, top, top schools. And I know when we talked, you listed a ton, and you can um, list those schools when we talk about this. But how you wound up at Waco was very interesting. It was a family, I don't know, we, you, you could picture this as kind of like a family, and I don't know if your parents had a station wagon or not, or the SUV, but it was like, let's go hop in the SUV and see one of your siblings down in a, a volleyball tournament, I believe. Yeah, it was, it was honestly, I mean, just so, you know, luck of the draw. I mean, I didn't even know I was going to do it. So my sister, she played uh, collegiate volleyball, and so at the time she was in club volleyball, and you know how they have a lot of camps, or colleges do, you know, volleyball camps, and so it was an hour and a half away from home, you know, she went to the Baylor camp, and, you know, was enjoying it, and my parents were like, I think it was on a Saturday morning, my parents were like, hey, Blair, we're going to go pick up your sister, because um, I, I knew where she was, but I would forgotten when they were picking her up, so they were like, we're going to go pick up her sister, we'll be back at some point, you know, this afternoon. And I was like, okay, great. Like, you know, I was just going to chill at the house. And then I just thought, you know what? Let me call Allison and Joey. And I, you know, got in the car and we were on the way. And I called them because they had been, you know, awesome about the recruiting. And I really liked both of them. Allison was kind of my main point of contact at the time. And so, you know, I called them. I was like, hey, I know this is totally last minute. But I said, I'm coming and picking up or helping pick up my sister from camp. I was like, would you guys be in town? And available to meet, you know, for a little bit. I'm not, I don't need to take a lot of your time, understand, like, you guys are busy, but is it possible? And they were like, yeah, like, we're in town, like, come on by, we'll show you the facility, everything. So I went there and kind of fell in love with the with the place. You know, it's a great campus. You know, the tennis setup couldn't be better. You know, they just had their indoor courts built. I think that was um, the year before I got there was their first year of actually having them, and you know, met with Joey and Allison face-to-face, and, you know, they were awesome. I, I talked to both of them still, you know, a ton. Love Allison to death, and Joey, I love him to death, too. I mean, they're great. So it ended up working out. You know, I left the meeting, and I told my parents, I was like, I'm going to commit. And my mom was like, whoa, Blair, like, take your time. You and know, this was, for the really. for the listeners, this was an unofficial. This was not an official visit at all. Oh, Again, no, it was not a- an official. <laughs> it was a completely... Unscheduled, unofficial visit. Like, didn't even know I was going to do it until, you know, literally 30 minutes before we left. So it was just crazy how it all worked out. So, what other schools uh, were on your list that were heavily recruiting you at the time? Um, I know all, like, pretty much all the Texas schools were recruiting me Oklahoma, OK State, uh, Florida State, and there are a couple up north, I believe Michigan and Northwestern. And there, there are a few more, I'm sure. I just, I can't even honestly think about it. I know come September 1st, or not September 1st, whatever day, you know, the first day you can get calls. Right. I, I got a ton of calls, and the funny thing was I was actually in Italy. Uh, I finished my, like, uh, the ITF tour circuit, you know, like the six, eight-week circuit. I right. had just finished that, and I was with my sister, sister-in-law and brother, um, traveling 
a little bit, and so they didn't know where I was, the coaches, obviously. And so I'm starting to get these calls, you know, start like 2 a.m. in the morning, 4 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> and I remember my first call was Harvard, Harvard, and I, I didn't even think about the day, you know, because we right. were just whatever. And so I get this call, I'm like answering, I'm like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> I was exhausted. And so by the end of it, I mean, my sister-in-law and brother, Brooks and they were awesome. They were like, Blair, I was like, we can't get any sleep. I was like, I know, I'm so sorry, because I was getting, you know, phone calls left and right. Right. And it was just, it was a really funny experience. It was awesome. Like, I appreciate all the calls and, you know, getting interest. I mean, that was uh, unbelievable. But just, you know, the time change and just forgetting about all of it, it was just really funny. Right. So... Obviously, you had the options to take a number of official visits, and sure. you chose not to. You, as you stated earlier, you fell in love with Baylor. You obviously didn't commit right on spot in the unofficial, but shortly thereafter. Looking yeah, back, I know sure. we talked a little bit. I mean, any—I I don't know if regret is the is the right word, but if you were to do it again, I'll say that. I think you—you—you you, you stated to me you probably would go on some officials. Not saying that you would have landed anywhere else. I mean, you love Baylor, and it was an unbelievable experience. But maybe if you were to coach someone else um, in the high school, you know, the teenage ranks, sure. starting to get recruited, you would probably recommend them to take their official visits. I mean, you know how I did my thing. I, I you know, took. I actually took a few unofficials like around and had a. Uh, I know I had one or two home visits before I decided, but. Yeah, I think it's important to, you know, looking back at it, would I change where I've gone? Absolutely not. Like, Baylor, you know, was obviously a great place for me. I had a ton of success on the court, and, I mean, I had a ton of success off the court, like, academic-wise. So, for me, like, you know, it was obviously the right decision, but at the same time, yeah, I think it's important, you know, for kids to, to go on those official visits, you know, where they're around the teammates that they're going to have, you know, and, and kind of seeing, like, maybe more or less a normal day and just kind of meeting and just kind of getting more of a feel. You know, I went in the summer, so, you know, there really wasn't many people around, and it was just a little different feel. It was still great. Right. Um, but, you know, summer is very different. You know, I took summer school because I, I like to do that, just knock out some classes. And the feel of summer to the feel of, you know, fall and spring semester, it's just very different. Very cool. So um, the the list, obviously, you had an unbelievable career at Baylor. I'm not going to list all these accomplishments because we'll, uh, we'll be on too long, but just to list a few, 2017 All-Big 12, first-team singles and doubles, 2017 Singles All-American, 2017 Big 12 Player of the Week several times, 2016 All-Big 12, first-team singles and doubles, 2015 All-Big 12 singles and doubles, 2014 and 15. ITA All American doubles, along with many more. It seemed to have worked out quite nice for you. Oh, it did. For sure. <laughs> I wouldn't, wouldn't trade it for anything. Good. So now you're obviously in a slightly different role. Um, yes. Talk about you were at Baylor. You finished your master's, right? You were a coach there for a year. Yes, I finished my master's, and I, I was a or one of the volunteer assists right. that year. Yeah. And now you're doing the same thing at Ole Miss. Talk about. Um, viewing it from this perspective, well, how you can relate to the girls. You obviously, in your career, while it was very accomplished, um, you dealt with some adversity, uh, mainly some serious injuries. And you can talk a little bit about that and how you can relate to these girls knowing what they're going through. Yeah, sure. I mean, for whatever reason, I was, I was injured 
a really good deal of my uh, collegiate career. Um, I had to have surgery on my elbow after my sophomore year. I had turf toe for an entire spring year. Um, and then those were tough for sure, but the toughest test I had was um, January of my uh, senior season, you know, January of the spring. I found out that I had a fractured back in like, like one or two different places. And so, I mean, we're just, you know, getting started in season. I'm feeling good. You know, I came in pre-ranked top 10. Right. So I was like, it's going to be a great year. I'm so excited for this team. I'm excited to see, you know, everything. And I play a couple matches. I know something's off. I'm talking with my athletic trainer. She's like, okay, we're, we're going to, you know, go to a specialist in Dallas. We're going to see what's going on, you know, order tests. And I, I knew something was wrong because I had other things, but I knew it was different. You know, the pain was different. So get all the tests done, and we are actually flying out to go um, to Ohio State to play them in Miami. So what happened was the whole team, we all drive up together. The whole team um, goes on an earlier flight, and then the, my athletic trainer, Sierra, and I wait to see the doctor. Uh, you, know, if, you know, fully, we're packed, we're ready. You know, we're just like, we'll meet you up there. We just need to see what's going on so we can deal with it. And come to find out, he comes in, Blair, you have a fractured back. Uh, he was like, you pretty much need to shut it down. And at that point in time, like, I had already passed the point of being able to have a medical red shirt. Right. So I was like, and I asked him, I was like, how bad, or can I hurt myself worse if, if I continue to play? You know, can I do permanent damage? He said, no, like, the damage is pretty much done. Uh, all you can do is just kind of is fracture another small part, but that's not going to, it won't be any different than what you've done. Because like, he said, but the pain is going to be increasingly more and more and more, you know, and just significant up to the point that you're going to hit a point where you can't, you know, really, you can't even go anymore. So he's like, we can help you manage it and so on. And, um, I was like, okay. So I, I turned to the, my athletic trainer and I, I said, let's, let's get on a plane. Let's go. <laughs> and so, you know, played, played those matches, played against, uh, Di Lorenzo at Ohio state, you know, and held my own. I was up in the first set breaker and then the match got called, but yeah, it was tough. I mean, I was, you know, not practicing much and a lot of pain a lot of the time. But, you know, going through all those things, like, it really helps me understand now, you know, in a, in a different role as a coach, like, kind of what, you know, the, the student athletes go through, you know, whether it be school, because, I mean, I, I took many semesters when I was in spring, you know, playing. I've taken hard classes. I've taken, <coughs> sorry, easier semesters. So I understand kind of what they go through. Yeah, and I mean, it's not just, oh, coach is saying this, it's you lived it, and yeah, exactly. you can emphasize with them, you know, empathy empathy with the team, and saying, hey, I know these hard times, whether it's schoolwork, whether it's social, whether it's injury, you've been through it all, and I think that's extra value that you could obviously give to them, um, let alone your uh, experience and, and your playing ability, so. Yeah. It's, uh, you're really enjoying it though, right? You're enjoying the coaching aspect of it. Oh yeah, I'm loving it. I mean, it's, you know, when I, when I found out like my back wasn't going to heal correctly and it, you know, it happened to be, you know, bad luck. Uh, you know, I turned to Joey, I was, cause I, I was going to help, you know, the year after, cause I was going to finish my master's by turning to Joey. I was like, I really want to try and make this a career. Like I love tennis. That's why I was like, if I can't play the next best thing is to coach and coach in college. And so 
you know, that kind of turned into, like, one of my goals, I guess, um, fall, the last fall. And so, yeah, I have really loved it. I loved my year at Baylor. You know, it was more of a transition year for me because I, you know, knew a couple of the girls, you know, played with them, and they have been great sports, you know, about me kind of stepping into a different role and, you know, and then obviously being able to meet the freshmen. So that was a ton of fun. And now, like, coming here to Ole Miss, you know, everything's new to me. The girls don't know who I am. You know, I, I don't know. I knew their names, but I didn't know who they are. You know, just whole whole new situation. And I, and I wanted to put myself in that situation to try and, you know, really grow and, and see a different conference and see a different coaching style and just try and help as much as I can, you know, with the experience I have and just really excited, you know, to get to know these girls and to help them with whatever they want to do. So, so cool. And obviously the transition is working uh it's a, it's a good fit. It's working great with you. And, you know, we've been going for well, 20 minutes. I hope the girls and coaches are saying that. Yeah, I'm sure they are. Um, you know, we've been going 20 minutes now. I know you're you're busy and just getting started in the school year and is still getting acclimated to your surroundings. Um, thank you for your time. We This was a great conversation, and we all wish you the best of luck. And I'm, I know personally I'm going to look forward to uh, following along with your coaching journey. Oh, well, thank you. Thanks so much for having me on again, Dave. I really enjoyed it. No problem at all. Have a uh, have a good night and best of luck. Thank you. Thanks. Well, we hope you enjoyed that conversation, learning more about Blair's journey through tennis, and we look forward to continuing to share with you another guest on the podcast soon. Thank you.